0: Okay, mine is uh, Psalms 37, 4. Sorry. Delight thyself. Oh, I love the word delight, don't you? And I'm so.
1: <laughs> Last <laughs> yeah, fall, so Oprah glad. appeared on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and they exchanged favorite Bible verses. And Oprah chose Psalm 37, verse 4, prompting podcast listener Gavin Thompson to write us this Hello, Pastor John. I'm a longtime listener, and I've read many of your books, including Desiring God. I know well that God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. I wanted to ask you about this interview in October where Oprah talks about Psalm 37 verse 4 and delighting in God. I know her interpretation is not biblical, but I was hoping you could teach us the true meaning of the verse. When we delight ourselves in the Lord, what exactly does that mean?
0: Well, I went and listened to the uh, segment where she spoke on this, and whenever I listened to Oprah, which isn't very often, I'd... I come away with amazement at how amazingly gifted she is, and I wish she would recover more of her gospel roots and find her way back to the particularities of the Christian faith, rather than distancing herself from them in order to pull all the religions into the same orbit, which is what it seems to me she's... Regularly trying to do. So S- Stephen Colbert asked her if she had a favorite Bible verse, and she said, Yes, Psalm 37:4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So, um, to get at the meaning, let me, let me describe four differences between the way Oprah handled the verse and the way I handle the verse. The first thing she did was to move from the specific person of Yahweh, you know, whenever you see the all caps L-O-R-D in the English version, that means it's a reference to the particular personal name of the God of Israel, not to a generic proper name or not to a generic name of of God, and that's that's what's here. Uh, delight yourself in Yahweh, the God of Israel, the God and Father of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, who ascended sent into the world to die for sinners and rise again and establish an eternal kingdom. That's the God that's being known and delighted in here. But what, what Oprah does is to say that, here's a direct quote, Lord has a wide range, compassion, love, forgiveness, kindness, So you delight yourself in those virtues where the character of the Lord is revealed. So she's moving from specificity in a person to generic character traits that everybody can be happy about. Now, my approach is to move in exactly the opposite direction. When I read that verse or anywhere else in the Bible, I I think the emphasis here falls not on aspects of virtue or character, but on the person of the Lord himself. So my mind is always moving from the things we know about God toward the person of God himself. So I'm always thinking that when God reveals a particular thing about himself, uh, he's helping me know him That's the point of saying things about himself or doing particular things in the world. He's helping me know him, the true God, a person, so that my delight can be in him and not in anything abstracted from him that could somehow be united then to another religion. So on this first point, our minds, Oprah's mind and my mind, are moving in two opposite directions as we read the text. That's the first difference. The second difference uh, and it's the reason why the first one really matters is because of what she does with her direction in this text. she She says that the point of the text is the principle, quote, "If you focus on being a force for good, then good will come." period. Now then she generalizes by saying this. This is her real agenda. She says, That's the same as, one, the third law of motion, (laughs) two, karma, three, the golden rule. And so you can see what moving away from the specificities of the name of the God of Israel to generalizations about compassion, love, forgiveness, and kindness leads to. It enables her to say what this text is really saying is, really the same thing you find in high-level physics, Eastern religions, teachings of Jesus. So by moving away from the specificity of Yahweh, she's able to move toward the unification of all religions and all science as having the same basic message. And of course, that's the opposite of what I think the Psalms are doing. I think the psalmist is intensifying the specificity of the unique name of God, namely Yahweh, and seeking to capture our affections, our delight, for a very personal relationship to a specifically personal deity whose character is revealed in the way he works in history and in Jesus Christ. That's the second difference. The third difference is that Oprah does not connect this verse with Jesus Christ at all, except as Jesus lines up with the principles of physics and the Eastern religions. And I would relate this to Jesus in another way. I I think delighting yourself in the Lord is another way of saying, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Jesus' words in Matthew twenty-two, thirty-six, 36. And then I would point out that Jesus taught that no one can truly love the Lord God. No one can truly delight in the Lord God of Israel who does not receive Jesus himself as the Son of God and the Redeemer of the world sent into the world by Yahweh. And the reason I say that is because Jesus says this, I know— He says to the Jewish leaders, I know that you do not have the love of God within you. Now, how do I know that? Next verse, verse 43. This is John 5, 42 and 43. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. So if you don't receive Jesus— you don't love God. Yes. Amen. That's what he's saying. So receiving Jesus is, as he's presented, especially there in the Gospel of John and throughout that whole Gospel and the New Testament, receiving Jesus is the litmus test of whether anyone's claim to love God or delight in God is authentic, which means that Oprah's effort to make this text serve the unification of religions is the opposite of its biblical intent. And here's the last Here's the last difference between her way of going at this text and my way of going at this text. Her way of handling the relationship between the two halves of the verse is to simply say it's cause effect. If you delight, then you get your desires. Or if you devote yourself to good, then you get good. Now, I think the relationship is Yes, cause effect, but more than cause effect. I think delighting yourself in the Lord is what shapes the desires of your heart so that uh, it will be good for you uh, for God to grant them. In other words, there are a lot of desires in our hearts that are impure and unwise, and this is not a promise that if you delight in God then you get all those evil desires in your in your in your heart and the best way to bring the desires of our hearts into conformity with god is to put all of our energy and all of our effort into enjoying god himself when we enjoy god not just his gifts but god himself then the desires of our heart are shaped are are defined and created in accord with our delight in him. So when he gives us our desires, he will not be contradicting his own supreme value in our lives as our supreme delight. It, it's very similar to what Jesus said in John fifteen seven. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So there's this condition of, words abiding in you, presumably because when words of Jesus really abide and take root and are our, our passion and our satisfaction, that shapes what we pray for so that the answers come more surely, more regularly. So the, the reason those who delight themselves in the Lord receive the desires of their heart is not just because of one causes the other, but because one shapes the other. Delighting in God supremely determines, shapes the kinds of desires that we have in our heart. Brilliant. So um, I think the root of the matter is that Oprah in general leans away from the specific, particular, distinct dimensions of biblical reality and leans toward abstractions from those specific realities so that she can pursue her goal of finding unity among the religions and the sciences of the world. And I think that's the opposite yeah. of what yeah. the Bible was written to do, and I think it's the opposite of why Jesus came into the world.
1: It's hard to make it more clear than that. Thank you, Pastor John. Delighting in God is what we are all about at Desiring God, that God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him, and uh, that delight changes everything, and it shapes everything that we do. For more information about John Piper and his writings and the writings of others who cherish this truth, you can find us online at DesiringGod.org. Well, Jesus is alive. Amen. He is alive. He is not dead. He is not absent. He is not boring, and He is not predictable and the book of Acts proves it, as we'll see tomorrow. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. Thanks for listening to the Ask Pastor John podcast.